welcome to Sparkle Speak. This is a podcast sponsored by Sparkle, which is a Christian women's ministry designed to connect women with the purpose of inspiration and encouragement. Each week, we will interview a new guest who will share her personal experience with Christianity. Whether you identify yourself as a Christian or not, this podcast is for you, and our intent is always to inspire one another through our own unique and individual stories of how God has moved and shaped us. Wherever you are listening today, we hope you enjoy this story of faith. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Sparkle Speak. I'm your host, Catherine. And as some of you may know, we take every episode as an opportunity to invite a woman on to um, share her story of faith, how she came to know God and what Christianity means to her. So we've been really blessed to have a variety of women come on. Today, we have Amanda Vernacci. Did I say that right? Bernese, but close. Bernese, sorry. Okay. <laughs> That's okay. I, I know that sometimes with the Italian names, you don't know it's what okay. to see. Literally, it happens all the time. <laughs> um, yeah, so she's on and Amanda's great. I met her years back, probably when we first like kind of graduated college-ish. Yeah. Um, I met her through her sister-in-law, who I met at Michigan State. And we were in a Bible study together. We read Bob Goff, Love Does. I thought that Mm -hmm. was pretty cool. So that's how we met. And then um, lately I have kept up with her just through her social media blog and everything. I'll let Amanda speak a little more into that, but she's just awesome. And I'm excited for her to uh, share her story with us today. So Amanda, do you want to talk a little bit about like your family and, you know, your blog, what you do? Sure. Yeah. It's crazy to think like we've known each other for like probably five or six years and our lives just keep like intertwining in different ways through different like small groups and church events and things like that. So it's cool. Mm -hmm. So thank you for having me. Um, I'm excited to share and talk a little bit about everything with you guys today. So like she said, um, my name is Amanda. We live in Clarkston. Um, my husband, TJ is a veterinarian in the area. And then we have a son. He is, um, he just turned one in June. So he's like, what is that? Six, 15 months. I never know how to answer that when people are like, how old is he? Like, oh, <laughs> I know after a year, one in June. <laughs> hard to tell. Yeah, <laughs> I know. Um, and so we have lived in this house. We just bought our first house last year. So we've been kind of doing that. And so in buying this house, Um, I had started this online community called come stay a while where I wanted, you know, at the time when my husband was in vet school, it was, you know, we were in this rental house and I just felt like, you know, we were, I guess I'll take you back a little bit. So when we first, before we, when we started dating, my husband was trying to get into vet school. Um, and he had applied twice and not gotten in. We were kind of waiting to get married until we knew like what was going to happen with that, where he was going to get into school and all of that stuff. And so once he finally, once we got married, he kind of like gave up on vet school and was like, I think, you know, it just must not be God's plan for me. Like he started working in the automotive industry. And then after we got married, he was like, I'm going to apply one more time. And he got into three schools and it just so felt like God's plan that like, he wanted us to be married and together so that like, if we needed to move, we could do that together because, at the beginning of our relationship, um, you know, we were trying to like have God at the center and, you know, we can get into that a little bit later in the podcast, but just trying to really have that be like our foundation. And so we decided like, we're not going to live together before. And so that was a huge, like scary thing for us to be Mm -hmm. like, what if you have to move? Like, 
am I going to have to move there too? And we're going to live separately. Like it was just a, a big, like crazy time in our life. And so it just felt so God to be like, okay, we're finally married. You're in three schools. Like, where are we going to move? What's the best financial situation for our family? But in that it was like, we had already started our lives. And then we were like, just kidding. We're going to go back to college. And it was just such this moment of like, we were ready to start a family and all this stuff. And I just felt so defeated, like in our rental house, it was like, I wanted to like own my own home and start my family. And so I was like, there has to be other women out there that are experiencing like this same kind of thing or people in apartments where they just, I want you to love the space that you're in because home is such a big piece of I feel like where you get your comfort and if you're not getting it from there, like, where are you getting it? You know? Mm -hmm. And so I started this online community just to show people like how you could update your space with rental friendly decor and things like that. So it started there. And then now that we own our home, it's evolved into, you know, I do it full-time now. I teach women how to use power tools. I just want to empower women and inspire them to, you know, not compare themselves to like the social media standard, but just find the beauty in the home that you have and the place that you're in and where God has you. And like, I'm going to teach you how to do it with your own two hands kind of a thing. Um, so that's kind of where I'm at with my work, but it's been totally like God led in all of this and going full-time with it and everything. Um, but yeah, it's, it's a crazy job when people are like, what do you do? I'm like, well, how much time do you have? <laughs> yeah, no, it's so cool. And I have been following your account. I think since you started it, yeah. I think you're totally meant to do it. I mean, yeah. yeah, it's, it's so clear to me. And I don't know if you, did you mention the name? It's called come stay a while. It's called come stay a while. Yeah, yeah. You should follow her. It's awesome. Yeah, so and it's on Instagram and on TikTok. So it's, if you have either one, you can follow on either. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, I really love it too. Cause I feel like you're so real about it. Like I, when you. You sh- when you share the moments of like, here's a messy corner in my house, yeah. I'm like, Oh, well, and I, I want it to be that way because so oftentimes people like only want to share, you know, the really pretty fancy stuff on social media and like their best. And like, I don't, that's not real, you know? And so I want people to come and I don't want them to feel like worse. Like, Oh, her life is all together and her house is so clean. Like you would be, you know, I, I mean, I share it like my house is trash today, but like that's just life it's lived in. And I never, I don't know. I just, I like bringing that real sense to a place that's a little bit too perfect sometimes, you know? Yeah, no, I think you do such a great job. And actually I don't, I didn't even tell you this, but I bought one of the rugs that you have posted. <laughs> yeah. Because, Which one? Um, the one in your, I think in your bedroom. Okay. Yeah. From rugs USA. Yep. Yep. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, it was so nice cause I was rug shopping and I was like, oh, yeah, I don't know what's going to look good. And whatever. And I feel like I know. I a similar style to you. So I was like, yeah. well, it looks good in Amanda's room. And I, I love that. That's why I do it. Yeah. <laughs> it's so great. Well, thank you for doing that. Keep doing it. Yes, um, I will. <laughs> cool. Well, let's dive into, um, just our questions that we have. Um, yeah. like I mentioned before, this is a faith-based podcast. We're talking all about why people, you know, choose to believe in Christianity and why God is so special and important to their lives. So I would love to just hear from you, Amanda, um, with the first question, what does Christianity mean to you? So it's funny when you sent over these questions and I was kind of like pondering them of what I would say, um, that question, it just like kind of hit me where I was like, it's just become such a like weaved part of my life that it almost doesn't feel like, like a, like a choice, you know, it's like, I, it's just who I am and what I do. And so when I thought about it like that, I'm like, oh my gosh, like, what does it mean to me? Because it just seems like such a, you know what I mean? Like just, Mm -hmm. it's so integrated in your life. Right. And it's like, if I took that piece out, 
it's like, there would be such a hole that like, I don't even know what I would fill it with, mm-hmm. you know? And it's like, I think the deeper that you go and the more that you explore it and like the deeper roots that like God puts down in your life, it just becomes like, I think people think like, oh, you know, if I have to, if I go to church and like, there's going to be like tasks and like things that I need to be doing, and I need to read my Bible. And like, I don't, I can't add more to my plate. Um, but what I found is that like, the more that I lean into that and the more that I'm just like trying to, you know, be closer to God and all those kinds of things that it's almost like the other things just like work themselves out because my eyes aren't focused on like the small things, you know? And so I think it's just to us, at least it's been a huge part of our marriage, like trying to have that be what holds us together. Like, you know, they talk about in the Bible, like building your foundation, like on the rock and not on the sand, because you know, the sand might be quicker. It might be easier. Um, but then like when a storm comes, you're not going to be able to withstand it. So that's kind of been our thing. And just having that be a pillar in our life for that, you know, now that we have a son and like starting our family and, um, just trying to show, I feel like a lot of times like people have kids and then like the focus is all on the kids. And obviously like, that's just what happens. But then like, if they they forget about their marriage, then it's like, they can't provide a good example to their children of like what that looks like and Mm -hmm. to be godly and all that kind of stuff. So we've tried to put like our marriage in our faith first. Um, so that way, like we can pour out in the other areas of our life properly. Um, and so I would just say like, I don't know, it's just, it's everything that we do. We try to do what we feel like God is leading us to. And even if that's scary, sometimes like we're kind of in a season of that right now, where we're just like fully trusting him. Um, but it's like a learned behavior, you know, where it's like in the beginning, it's extremely scary and you're hesitant. And then like, the more you step out and you're like, okay, like I'll try it. And then it works out. Or like, you know, you re you realize like, oh, that door closed, but like now it makes sense why it closed. Like, it's not always going to be like roses when you follow God, but like his plan is going to be far greater. And when you follow it, when you turn around and look at like where you've come or like where you've come from, it's like, you can see all the things line up of like why things were the way they were. And then it just gives you more of a sense of peace when things are rocky, because it's like, I know that I'll be able to look back and this will make sense. Yeah. That makes so much sense. Actually, if I can sum up your answer, it's like, yeah. What does Christianity mean to you? It's everything. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that's what I hear you saying. Cause it's like, yeah. it's just in everything. You can't, you can't live one part of your life without, you know, I mean, you can, but when yeah. you seek God and when you seek his peace and his wisdom and his guidance over your life, it, it changes everything in the best of ways. And so completely, yeah, you yes. can't section him out of different parts of your life because he's in everything. Yeah. Yeah. And I feel like people try to do that where it's like, okay, well, I'll just let him in a little bit to like these certain aspects of my life. And then, you know, they're like, it's just like this tightrope walk of, you know, like always swaying and it's just going all in with it, even though it's scary. It's just so, at least for us, that's what we've experienced. It's just been like the best thing that we could have done. Yeah. And actually, I don't know if you were going to talk about this in the later questions, so Mm -hmm. you can ignore me if you were, but, um, it reminds me a lot of what you shared, um, at this like women's group that, that we were a part of, but you shared your testimony and you talked about how when you were considering like moving jobs to do your blog full time, like just how seeking God really brought you to that place. I don't know if you want to touch on that a little bit. Yeah. So basically, um, I had been working 
for like the last 10 years as a website developer and designer um, for a company. I had been there for like eight years. So pretty much my whole professional career. Um, and in those time, in those whatever, eight years, um, three, three years ago, I started my Instagram. And at first it was like, um, I had intentions of making it into my full-time job. I knew that people were doing that. And I know that I, you know, like have the passion and skill set, and I like to talk to people and connect with people. Like I thought that I would be a good fit for a job like that. Um, and so I kind of set out to try to do that, not knowing if I could make it happen. Um, and I originally like felt this call from God to start the account. Like that was kind of like where it came from. And it was really out of my comfort zone because it's like, it's such a public thing. Um, and to like be vulnerable like that and to show up every day online to people that, you know, some that know you, but most that don't and just be, you know, and just show them all of your life and all of that. I was like, what if I fail? You know, like, it'd be really cool if this was successful, but like, what if I launch it and nobody wants to follow (laughs) or like, Mm -hmm. they're like, they don't like what she's sharing or whatever. Like, that's like a very personal, you know, like if they choose not to follow you, like that's personal, like it's, Mm -hmm. you know, and that's okay. Um, but I just felt like God was just like more and more, like, I want you to start this community. Like there's other women that are feeling like you are in this phase of your life. And so I just stepped out and started it. And it was like, from the beginning of just stepping out into that, God was like blessing it tenfold. Like I experienced like really quick growth. I was connecting a lot with all these other accounts and just like learning so much about the business and just having a lot of, you know, growth and success in that. Um, and then as it, grew. I just kept leaning into it more and more. And I just kept feeling like, you know, such a piece about when I was in that place of like, this is where I'm supposed to be. Like, this is what I'm meant to be doing. And it just felt so good. And it was so filling and like making these connections with these women and like getting these messages from them of like, look what I built. Like I had never picked up a power tool before, but like you gave me the courage and the confidence. And now I love my space. Like I love that. Um, and so as I kept leaning into that, it just be, it kept becoming more and more and more of like a real functioning business. And I know people sometimes don't understand like how is Instagram a business, um, but it's just like partnering with these brands, um, you know, sharing their products. And there's a lot of like contracts and negotiations and things that go on like behind the scenes and creating content for these brands and taking photos and, you know, making sure that all the products that you're working with you know, they all have these different creative briefs and things like that, that you have to follow of, you know, what to say about their product and all this stuff. So there's a lot that goes on behind the scenes. And so as I'm trying to work full time at, you know, my normal 40 hour a week job, and then this other thing that's taking off, that's like fully like starting a brand new business from the ground up. I was just like working so hard for the three years, running myself so thin where it was like, I had nothing left to like give to my family. It was like, I was constantly working constantly on my phone, um, which isn't what I wanted, but it was like, this is what I have to do to stay afloat. Mm -hmm. And I just felt like I kept feeling in. So my husband and I are very different in this way where I am like, if I hear God, you know, and we hear from God differently. Like if I feel like I'm hearing something from God, I'm like, let's do it. Like, I'm super excited about it. And like, that's because over time, like when I say yes to the things that he says, and I watch how it plays out, like now I get excited. I'm like, Mm -hmm. TJ, God wants us to do this or wants me to do this. And I get so excited, but he's more analytical and like, wants to make sure that like, it's financially smart and like all good things. And I'm like, I don't want to wait for that. Like, I just want to do it. And so I just kept feeling this nudge where God was like, I want you to quit your full-time job, which is so scary because like at the time I wasn't, 
you know, making the same salary doing Instagram that I was at that job. And, you know, we just bought this house and we just had this baby. And I was just like, I don't know if this is the right timing. And so I just kept praying about it. And I just kept feeling like this is the time Mm -hmm. I need to quit. And that was probably in October of 2020. Um, and TJ was like, I believe you. I, I want that. I just don't think that we're there. And so I just kept, we kept praying about it and we kept like going back and forth on it where it was a scary, like risk situation, you know? And I, I kept just as long as I can do it, I'm going to just keep doing both jobs. And then I got to a point where I think it was in July, the beginning of July. Um, I woke up one morning and living army was having their prayer house that morning. I hadn't been to a prayer house yet. And I felt like God was saying, go to the prayer house. And it was like eight o'clock. The prayer house was at nine. I had a bunch of stuff to do for, for work that was due. And I was just praying to God, like, I don't have time to go to the prayer house. Like I have to finish this stuff. Like I would have to get this done before I leave. And I just felt like God put this picture on my heart of like, like head down on your computer, get what you need to get done. And I will make time for you to go to the prayer house. Mm -hmm. And it was like, totally God must've just made time stop because I got everything done and I didn't look at the clock. And when I looked up, it was like eight 40 and I had 20 minutes to get to the prayer house. And that was exactly the time I needed to get there. And I was like, okay, I guess we're going to the prayer house. And like, right when I got there, it was like this instant, like just such a heavy feeling of like, you need to be done. You need to quit. I want you to trust me. And like, I texted TJ right then. I was like, today's the day. Like I I'm supposed to quit and I'm going to do it. And he was like, okay, like I, I fully trust that that's what you're hearing and whatever. So I went home that day and I quit. And at that time I had been making probably like two or two and a half times more than I was making at my, at my whatever regular full-time job. And I just felt like God was saying like, you guys are choosing greed because like, we're trying to pay off student loans from vet school and like all this stuff. Like you guys are choosing greed over your own sanity. Mm-hmm. And like, I promise you that like, once you let go, like, I just felt like God was saying like the train is like taking off. And if you don't get on, you're going to miss it. And we're going to be going too fast. Wow. And so I was like, okay, like I, I've got to do it. I don't know what this looks like. And so I went home, I told my boss and thankfully he's a Christian. So I, when I explained to him, like what I was going through, he like kind of understood. Cause I was like, how mm-hmm. awkward would that be to go to like a, you know, not a Christian boss and be like, God told me to quit. And <laughs> right. Um, but he was super understanding. And so I worked through that transition. And so now that I've been doing come stay a while full time, it's just like, it's been the biggest lift off my, my shoulders and like in the best way. And I just love, I love doing it. I know this is where I'm supposed to be and what I'm meant to be doing. And I feel like it's going to be so much bigger than even what it is now. And I don't know what that looks like, but like, I'm just so ready for like the ride. Um, and just to like step out in that. And it's just crazy. Like the the place that I'm in right now, loving what I do, like it does not ever feel like work because I just love it so much. And I, I, I could have said no three years ago and been like, I'm not starting an Instagram for rental friendly decor. Like mm-hmm. I'm not doing that, you know, and that will look different in everybody's lives, but it, in, I don't know. I feel like people are like, oh, well, that's all great. You know, like that sounds great, but I don't hear God talking to me and things like that. Like it, it wasn't like I just woke up overnight and felt like I could hear God's word, you know, like, it's the same as like, if you're dating someone like on the first date, you're not going to know much about them or like how they communicate with you or like what their voice sounds like. So you have to like spend that time, like almost like dating God of like spending time with him and like getting to know him and how he speaks to you. Like I get these like mental pictures or like impressions of things that I feel like he's placing on my heart. But like my husband, like you tell him to close his eyes and he's like, I see darkness. Like mm-hmm. I don't, <laughs> I see nothing. What are you, what are we looking at? And so right. like for him, it's like reading scripture. Or, like he likes to listen to worship music when 
out, like to him, it's different. So I would say like, just because you hear people say like, oh, I heard from God, or I saw this picture, like, it's okay if you don't see it that way. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I am so thankful you said yes, because it's just, you know, I admire it. It it gives other people faith to step out and do what God's asking them to do too, when they can hear other encouraging stories of how it has worked out for other people. Cause like you said, it can be super scary and it doesn't always make sense to us in the moment. And I think that's what hinders a lot of us from actually saying yes. Yeah. I feel like too, like in that moment at the prayer house, I felt like God was saying to me, like, you know, like he had already proven that like my business was going to be successful. I was already making money. And he was just kind of like, what more do you want? Like, what more do you, how, how much more can I give you? Like there's people that stop what they're doing and completely leave everything to follow what I'm calling them to with a lot less promise. So like, what makes you different? You know, of like, why, why do you need more than I've given you, you know, and that was just so like, that's so true. Like there were so many times in the Bible when like God called them to something or like, you know, giving up people's children and things like that. Like I couldn't Mm -hmm. even imagine doing something like that, but it's like, no questions asked. It's like, if God asks for it, that's what I'm going to do. Yeah. And like, I just, the more I do it and the more I see the blessings of what it is, or even like, you know, people think blessings sometimes only mean good things. Sometimes a blessing is him closing a door or like saying no to something. Like sometimes you think that's what it is, but it's not. And then you find out why. And so I think the more you experience it, the easier it is to just like jump in and be like, all right, what do we got next? You know? Right. I agree. It's it's the momentum builds and you're just yes. like, let's go. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's super cool. Well, thank you for sharing all of that. I think of that's going to bless a lot of people and let's rewind a little bit. So that was yep. like a recent experience of how God's like been moving in your life, but um, going backwards, like when did you first start identifying yourself as a Christian and like, how did you come to know God? Yeah. So I, I grew up, um, my parents were Catholic. So we went to church every Sunday and did that whole thing. I did catechism and all of that. Um, and then through all that, I mean, I don't, I don't know if it was like, because I was younger or it was just, you know, now we just go to like a Christian non-denominational church. If that just like, wasn't the right, like form of teaching for me. I I don't know if, which it's probably a mix of both. Like when you're younger, I feel like you don't really absorb it. Like you do when you're adult Mm -hmm. an adult, but Um, so after my parents got divorced when I was in middle school and when that happened, we kind of lost, we didn't really go to church that often. I was, you know, joint custody between my parents. And so it was kind of like, we went here and there, but it wasn't really much. I didn't really have a personal relationship with God. Um, and then fast forwarding, I was in like a really long-term relationship that ended up ending soon after that I met my husband and his family was Christian. They were going to Kensington church and his big thing was like, you know, I didn't really have the faith piece in my last relationship. And like, that's very important to me. So like, I, I want that for us, if it's going to be in us. And he was like very upfront about that in the beginning, which I'm so thankful for because, you know, it was like, okay, well, I'm very serious about this guy. And so like, I'll try it. Like, it's not like I don't believe I believe in God. I just haven't ever experienced it other than Catholic. And so I went to Kensington and I just kind of like fell in love with the way it was being taught and everything about it. I just was like rocked by God. Like it was like this whole new thing. And I was like on this journey of like wanting to get all the information that I could and wanting to learn. And in doing that, like my, you know, he was my boyfriend at the time, but like our relationship was like building and growing and we were going to church and doing all that stuff together. We were doing like their 1829, like young adult ministry. We were in small group. Like we were just like eating it up, like trying to get as much as we possibly could. 
Um, and so then I feel like that's kind of when it was like, okay, this is what it's, this is what it means to have a relationship with God. Like I've heard people talk about it, but I had never experienced it in that way. Um, and so one thing I would say to people too, like if you, if you go to church and stuff, but you don't feel like you're experiencing it, like you might not be at the right church and like, that's okay. You know, like that's why there's so many different churches because, different pastors and the way that they bring the message and things are going to speak differently to different people. And so I would say, find a place that, you know, when you leave, you're like encouraged and you're like on fire for something, or it gave you something to ponder or think about. Mm-hmm. Um, I would say like finding that or like getting in a small group like that. One of my first, I think my very first small group was with you, Catherine. Um, my sister-in-law had invited me to join the small group. And it was like one of my first times. And I like, I show up, I'm like, I don't even know what I'm doing here, but like I'm here. And then <laughs> you know, then it's like, okay, then that season ends and then you're in a different small group and you just gain these experiences, you know, as you grow. And Mm -hmm. so it's been a really cool journey. So it's been probably 10 years now. Um, and it's just like, I feel like every day I'm learning something new and more and all that kind of stuff. So that's kind of where it all started. That's awesome. Um, since then, like what have been some of the joys and challenges of the Christian walk for you? Um, so I would say like, it's easy. I think sometimes when people share their testimony, like there's always like a, a fun, like end of like, and here's where I'm at now. And like, it's all great and everything's good. Um, but like what I've noticed is that there's these high moments and then there's also these low moments. Um, and sometimes like when we're in the low moments, it's easy for you to just like, like, I think of it kind of like a Ferris wheel where it's like, you know, when you're at the top, like you can't really get down because you'll fall or whatever, like you're up there and it's beautiful and you can see a lot of stuff. But then like when it comes down, it's easy to get off because like the platform's right there and whatever. So I kind of see like faith that same way, like when things are hard, sometimes people get off and like they don't wait for the ride back up and people lose their faith at that time. And then like when they find their way back, like they have to make the climb again. And so like one thing we've noticed in our marriage and just through trials of vet school and moving and COVID and having a baby and just kind of all that stuff is to just like ride the wave of it. And to know that like, when it feels like it's a low moment, like God is like working on something for when you get to the top again. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's, it's a hard thing to just like fight through, but the more you do it, like now when I'm in hard times, I'm like, I can look back and be like, okay, what, this is a time when you showed up. This is a time when he showed up. Or like when I'm praying about things and I'm waiting and I'm like, you know, in my head, it feels like right now is the time for something, but it's like not in his time when it finally is his time. It's like, oh, I totally get it now. You know, because like, like I was saying with the vet school story earlier, like we wanted to start a family and do all that. But like, because he waited, we were able to be married so that we could move together to do vet school together. Because honestly, we might not have survived vet school, not married, not living together. Mm -hmm. That would have been a real, it was a really challenging time. Like, TJ was studying all the time. He was really stressed. And like, we moved to a new city. It was just, it was a lot at one time. And if we wouldn't have had that patience and I don't know, and now I can look back on it and see like why that was the way it was, why TJ didn't get in those two times. Like he was so mad at God when he didn't get in the first couple of times. It's like he, his grandpa owned a clinic. He's like, I've literally worked for this my entire life. And like, now I didn't get in, like, now I'm going to go work in automotive industry. Like, whatever, that's not my passion. Like, what am I doing? Mm-hmm. He was so mad at God. And then like, when it all came together, it's like, oh my gosh, like if you'd have gotten in the first time, we wouldn't have even met, you know? Right. And so it's just now it's like, anytime something happens or a door closes. So I would say that's what I've been learning the most is like, 
if a door closes instead of being like upset, I'm like, okay, something better is coming. Like as much as I wanted this, something better than that is what's going to come. Yeah. So just like remaining in that faith is what, and that, I mean, it's, he's proven himself time and time again. So, yeah, I think it's so, I mean, I love your analogy of the, the, um, the Ferris wheel. And it's so yeah. clear that God really does give you <laughs> pictures, mental pictures. Yeah. So that's, um, I like that. And it reminds me of the, the verse to consider it, um, joy to go through trials. And yes. I think, you know, when we're not immersed in the Christian life, we, we may not have the per, that perspective with trials and hardships, but that's one of the coolest things I think about Christianity is like, we really can be reminded that like, even through the hardest of times, like God's going to create something beautiful from it because that's just who he is. And totally. um, he's going to make us stronger, like you said, or things are going to pan out in the most crazy, beautiful way that we never could have seen coming. Yes, um, for sure. So it's very encouraging. And I, I like all of your personal examples of that too. Thanks. Um, so just as we close out here, do you have like a favorite verse or just something you've been learning lately that you want to share with everybody? Um, I think I would say I've been reading this devotional book. Um, and I feel like having something like that, where it's like, you know, everyone has to find like their personal time. I think throughout life or throughout your days, it's easy to be like, oh, I'll do it later. I'll read it tonight or whatever. And then a week goes by and you're like, oh my gosh, I never did that. Um, And so I think I'm learning just to like find that time for God in my day and to like schedule it and make it a point that I'm going to do it or I won't. Um, Just because life gets so busy and like, especially with kids and, you know, all that work and marriage and all that, it's easy to put that on the back burner, but like that needs to be first. And it's easy to say that, like, even when I say that I'm convicted because it's like, I'm not doing that to my best, you know, Mm -hmm. but it's like just trying to do that. And so I keep the devotional on my nightstand. So I would say like, if you're someone that's listening and you're just like, I don't know, it's easy to be like a really strong Christian. And then sometimes to like fall away and turn back and be like, oh my gosh, like, how did I get so far? Like, you don't even realize how far you stray sometimes, but to just be like very aware of making time for him every day, even if it's five minutes, you know, to just like, I don't know. I I just have this, it's weird. Like, even if I only give him five minutes, sometimes I feel like I get more in those five minutes than I got throughout my entire day of all the other stuff. Mm -hmm. Um, And so I would just say finding what works for you. Like some people just read straight out of their Bible and like, that's how God talks to them. Some people it's worship music. Sometimes it's, you know, connecting with a friend or listening to a podcast or things like that. So like experiment and find what works for you um, and how you can like kind of intertwine all those things together because how I connect with God might be different than how Catherine does or how whoever does, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, And I think that's, what's cool about it. Yeah. I love that advice too. Cause I think especially being a mom and having like really young babies, yeah. um, it's so hard to find time. I remember it I is. used to, I used to be able to do like the really intense Beth Moore studies, which yeah. are like really in depth. And I would spend like 45 minutes every day, like just, you know, yeah. digging into scripture and I loved it. And then, you know, I have this baby and it's like, oh my gosh, if I even have five minutes to brush my teeth, it's a win for the day. So how am I supposed to find time to read my Bible? But I think you're so right. Like even like I, I just open up a devotional for five minutes and it's like, God somehow does something through that time because he knows, he knows, you know, what we're able to, to give him and offer. And as long as we're trying to offer him something, like he will multiply it. 
Um, so that's I think cool. too, like he knows, he knows the posture of your heart. Like, I feel like sometimes people think like, well, five minutes isn't enough. Like that's, that's like a disgrace to him, you know, mm-hmm. but it's like, no, he just wants whatever you can give him, you know? Yeah. And like, if he, it's not like you're, I don't know. I just feel like that's what I've found for me. It's easy to put that stuff off, but the more that I can make it a priority, the less stressed I am about every other thing. Or like, if I'm like, I can't do that. I don't have time for that. Like if I just sit down for literally five minutes and do it, I just suddenly feel better about the things I was just stressing about. Yeah, I completely agree. And it kind of like goes full circle back to what you were talking about at the beginning where Christianity is just everything. Um, It's like when we put God first, when we prioritize him, everything else kind of falls into place. Um, And that really is so true for our daily walk too. Yeah. So yeah, very cool. Well, Amanda, I have loved chatting with you. Thank you so much for coming on to our podcast and um, yeah, I will see you soon at yeah, Living Army Yeah, thank you stuff, so much sure. for having me. Yeah, sounds good. Okay, have a good rest of your day. Thanks, you too. Bye. Thank you for tuning into this week's episode of Sparkle Speak. If you are interested in following us on social media, you can find us on Instagram at underscore sparklefaith underscore or at sparklefaith.com. There you can find information on upcoming events and speakers. And please feel free to reach out to us if you have a personal story of faith that you would be willing to share with us. We hope you tune in again next week and we hope your week is full of the sparkle we all need. Often we believe our questions mean we don't have faith, but I believe Jesus loves our questions. Our questions are windows into heaven. I'm Caden Fabrizio, and on the Questions with Caden podcast, we ask and answer one question per episode as relevantly and biblically as possible. Questions about fear, anxiety, depression, addiction, and so much more. Don't worry, your questions, they're not going to scare Jesus. So ask away. Listen and subscribe now at lifeaudio.com or wherever you listen to podcasts.